This is the Sense Right Now podcast, the podcast of SenseRightNow.com and Clean and Sober, K-L-E-N-N-S-O-B-R. Which is fine, and yeah, that's uh, yeah. fine. Yeah, <laughs> we they, both. They, well, she said, knock it off. Respectfully. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, which is fine. Yeah. Um, is she the only one that you've heard from? No, I think I PO'd the bulk of <laughs> my family. May the bridges uh, I burn light my way yeah. forward. <laughs> um, but you were just being honest. Yeah. And it we all came from a place of love. I mean, you know what? At the end of the day, it all came from a place of wanting to help, right? I mean, it's, it's, yeah. It, you want it more than anything. Yeah. Right? Uh, and truly. Right. To help. Um, and, you know, the thing that it's, I think, hard for me to realize. And again, it's harder for me to realize, I think, with the closer someone is to me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we have a friend that was very close to yeah, us yeah. that it was really hard, you know, at a certain point for me to, yeah, you know, understand how it just wasn't getting better. Yeah, um, for them, um, and then you know you move all the way into family, and it gets even harder for yeah. me. But uh, you know, it, it raised a uh, raised, raised a some, good, Go ahead. Yeah, no, it raises a good question. It raises a good question. It raises good issues mm-hmm. for me at this stage in my recovery, and others that might be in the similar position about um, dealing with. Resentments mm-hmm. to some degree. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this. I, I started doing a lot of, uh, or a lot, some uh, research into uh, denial mm-hmm. and, and pretty qu- quickly found this great post that, that provided me like quite a good measure of, of relief and that I, it helped me not feel quite so crazy. Right. Um, called uh, Denial in Addicted Family Systems. Mm. It's from. It was from uh, September 22nd, uh, but I, I'm not sure how to pronounce her first name, but it's T-I-A-N. Would that be Sean? T-I-A-N? Yeah, might be Sean. Sean? Um, Dayton. Anyway. Okay. Doctor, by the way. I apologize. Okay. Um, and, and this one phrase when I got to it, it was how I felt. And I realized that a big part of my mm-hmm. challenge mm-hmm. with this particular situation mm-hmm. uh, was my own resentment to some degree but also i mean i was hurt quite yeah, frankly yeah and it just in this in this article uh, by dr dayton let me let me just find this this little bit here let me just find this because it, it when i read it i'm just like okay thank you i, I feel much better uh about <laughs> feeling how i feel Uh-oh. oh here we go denial puts family members in a terrible bind they feel both hurt and envious jealous because they're the deniers seems to have such an easy time keeping their anxiety at bay and hurt because their sense of truth meaning mine in mm-hmm. this case mm-hmm. is being insulted and well mm-hmm. denied right so and that's you know it's a whole thing and they're insulted and and hurt and all that but right. so i've been trying to work on addressing the insult i feel mm-hmm. in myself and and mm-hmm. 
to, you know, taking this out of myself because it's not about me. Right. Um, and, uh, and, you know, addressing the hurt and re- remembering just how, you know, powerful denial can be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, well, it's sort of like, you know, people, it's, it's amazing how powerful egos are, the, right. you know, how powerful they become and deny the denial portion of our disease is so incredibly strong when so many people around us can see that we have this disease and we can still get up and look in the mirror and make up all these excuses of why we don't, you know, and just be in complete denial uh, to the fact that I, I remember not understanding why I kept getting arrested when I was drinking and kept going to jail. And I, I the thought that alcohol and my arrests had anything to do with each other was was totally foreign to me, which is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just ridiculous. I was in so deep denial that all of my problems, none of them were caused by alcohol in my mind. Um, and it's just crazy. You know, I, they could all be, you know, it's funny when I got into this program, I always thought I should start this site called justifier.com. And you could, you could write in any bad, bad behavior that you had or anything that you needed someone to justify of why it was okay and keep you further in denial. And I could answer any, anything that you could, I could give you a justification in your brain of why you're okay to go ahead and do this. Um, and it's, it's amazing how insidious and how long and, and convoluted and illogical our deep thinking is about these issues in order just to allow ourselves to continue on as we're done. You know, yeah. the lies we can tell ourselves. Well, you know, I amazing. mean, uh, you just remind me of, uh, Jamie Foxx uh, yeah. was like, Five years ago, or something, mm-hmm. and that's blame it, blame it on the alcohol. Yeah, I mean that whole song was basically about how <laughs> what a wonderful scapegoat, um, right. you know, your addiction. Well, yeah, I don't know about in his his case, but right, um, certainly for an alcoholic, the the addiction can be. But yeah, it's frustrating to watch. It's hard to watch. I mean, it's hard to be around. It's hard to, but and you know, we all know deep, deep down inside the truth. Even though there's mm-hmm. this fourteen layers of denial, that's the other part that kills you. Is that you know the truth, even though mm-hmm. there's layers and layers and layers of you denying it, but you still know the truth. And so that is the part that makes you, I think, a little crazy. Yeah. And the challenge for me is, is trying to keep that crazy craziness in check mm-hmm. and bring out the part of me that can be compassionate, can be empathetic, yeah. um, is totally understanding, has been there and, re- you know, sort of release the valve on these on these these hurts and resentments and, and angers about sort of my efforts not being sort of appreciated i guess mm-hmm. um, yes and and so do you feel like you get hurt like your ego gets hurt right you know what i'm saying i, mean, I guess it's, it's my ego yeah. it's a personal thing right. or it's like it's not it's not wholly selfless right it's not wholly selfless because at some point you are taking it personally exactly at some point i want to be taken seriously right i I suppose I want to be, well, for all intents and purposes, I, well, that's going to sound incredibly egotistical. Right. Like I said, I am, but I want to be seen as the, the authority on it. Right. And have, as the authority, have my opinion respected right. uh, almost unquestioning, without without question. Yeah. Um, which I realize, you know, is, yeah, that's absolutely ego. Totally. And I'm like that with my sister. Like I'm very empathetic to lots of people in recovery and have sponsors and go to meetings. And then I'm at the point, I mean, I've crossed over with my line with my sister. I have no empathy for Mm. Right. And I feel the same way. Just sort of like, 
I know, I know what's right. Mm-hmm. You're not doing this. And so I'm going to be very blunt and very, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just not, not as mm-hmm. empathetic as you need to be, or just not as selfless <clears throat> as you need to be, I guess. Right. Exactly. It becomes about me, not about her. Well, and that brings that, that, that brought something to mind. Um, speaking of empathy, mm-hmm. when, and I really, I, I don't think our friend who we always refer yep. to as our friend yep. will mind that we no. speak. So when he was <laughs> going down, right. um, or, very early on in that. And it, it was, for me, one of the first real experiences I had of, I guess, knowing someone um, moving that far, that fast towards a bottom. Mm-hmm. And um, it was... I don't know. It was uh, it was disorienting yeah. for me. I, yeah. I didn't quite know what yeah. I was supposed to do, how I was supposed to react. Yep, yep. I remember you know, that. I, I was, and and I, I don't think I didn't get frantic. I just mm-hmm. got like sort of like, what are we gonna, you know, yeah. what, we got to do something kind of yeah. attitude. Right. And and I I understand it much better now. Right. At the time, there was a brief moment, a, a brief window of like. A, uh, over the period of like I don't know, we started talking. I started talking to mm-hmm, you about mm-hmm. it over, over the course of like a week or something. Right. And somewhere in there, your calm reaction mm-hmm. I was reading as lack of empathy. <laughs> right. I was reading as lack of right sympathy, right. lack of compassion, and also I was probably reaching out to you a lot and thought I might be bothering you with it. Right. Like you do help, you know, you do something. You know more than I do. Right. About right. How to deal with this, and um, I, I guess point is someone is better better served and this all my all my all my epiphanies Mm -hmm. come to me and once i have them they don't seem that like that amazing a thing like people and and that's why i appreciate i I really can appreciate it because it teaches everybody else all these lessons first right but i'm like it's much better dealt with from a self from a selfless egoless calm place Mm -hmm. than the sort of by relative to you you i was much more I don't know, emotional and f- mm-hmm. f- probably frantic yeah. about what are we going to do mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right. Anyway, so that, that's... That's funny. And I do remember that. And I remember... And just, you know, sp- having been through the wars with so many people, you just you just know there's very little you can do. Yeah. There's just really very little you can do. In fact, we talk about that a lot. And you know, there, there wasn't a person that could have told you until you were ready to stop. There wasn't anyone. Right. There was probably lots of people that tried to tell you that's, there were lots of people that tried to tell me, and it, until I was ready, it wouldn't have mattered. I wouldn't have listened to him anyway. A shaking head doesn't read really well on a podcast. <laughs> Jeff said a lot of people that tried to tell you, and I shook my head. You're like, so, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. They were all on my team. Yeah, no, yeah, nobody. That's funny, but yeah, we, I don't think there was anything we could have done for our friend. Truly, yeah. I mean, I think he was. You know, right. I just don't think there was any other than physically hold him down and you know lock him up in a treatment center. But I don't even think he was. You know, you got to be ready until they're ready. But right. yes. I think that I do remember that, and I do remember just feeling, yeah, I didn't know how to how to help help tell you what we were going to do because I didn't know I just right. didn't you know you kind of have to let those things play themselves out, which is the worst part. I mean, I know, you feel to, so to watch helpless. I yeah. know that is, and it is hard, and it is hard. And I yeah, I going through that because it's like watching a car crash, and it's like oh, I know that guy really well. Right. <laughs> I don't want to yes, do exactly. this. Exactly. That's an that's a great. <laughs> 
Hey, I <laughs> know that guy. <laughs> I know that guy. Please yeah. stop crashing your car over and over and over and over and over um, again. Yeah. So that is denial, man. That is denial in action. It's until you get to the bottom and it knocks mm-hmm. it out of you, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, it's or something. Like, no, you, ideally, it doesn't have to take no. smacking into the bottom. Yeah. But and I think you all you can do is you know they keep saying like, well, what what could you do? Mm. What can you? Because people feel helpless in this situation. And you know, in the book, it talks about leaving the big book mm. around for people to find when they're ready to pick it up. Leaving the mm. literature on. This is these are the suggestions that right. they tell you to do. And today's day and age, it's a lot more. Uh, you, you're the people that have are in denial around you. Mm-hmm. Know when they are ready to get some help, they'll come to you, right? More so yes. than ever before. It, and it's true. Like they talk a lot about you become this person who, but that goes from being this person that no one trusts, no mm-hmm. one wants around at anywhere, to be kind of the person that everyone calls when they mm-hmm. really when the shit hits the fan, right. right? Right. You just make that leap into the the most sane person in your family, which is funny. Because <laughs> we're not that it same. It is funny because yeah, we weren't <laughs> at one point. But uh, and I suppose it depends on the family. I mean, you know, I read and hear tell of you know there are people, uh, you know, in recovery living, you know, with other active addicts. You know, mm-hmm. whether it be addicts, wow. alcoholics or not. Yeah. Um, and that has to just be. That's I, very I, tough. I, just, I, I can't. Well, I mean, I suppose I can't fathom it in one way. In that, you know, I, I have told or tweeted or somehow communicated that you know when i and again i I don't know that i thought it out specifically in this way but when i did do my self-crafted harebrained Mm -hmm. detox rehab scenario um at that little house on lake Mm -hmm. outside olympia washington it was in a you know in a drinking home right you know and so in some ways it sort of de sensitized me right um from day one mm-hmm. to that aspect of mm-hmm. it um but yeah it's it, it would i think be a different beast if i was not in denial and doing it right next to somebody in right. denial right. it just right. it's really yeah. a, a challenge are you are you it's funny because i think our disease carries with us in a lot of things and it's taken me a lot of years I've been in denial about a lot of things, a lot of different behaviors in my recovery. And I still, you know, the last big hurdle I got over and still deal with this a lot is anger. Mm -hmm. You know, and at first I was probably in denial about my anger. It's been years since I've been able to work on my anger, Mm -hmm. but there's still lots of things that I think, I just wonder if I'm in denial. It's, it's funny to think about Mm -hmm. things that people see very clearly in you that you do mm-hmm. that you somehow are still denying that right. you do right sure. yeah it's it's a funny way how it still creeps up all the time um which is funny i wonder if you if you feel that if you have any things about you that you're like wow well, yeah i'm yeah. living in denial about this behavior well absolutely it's <laughs> funny I, I got my my hackles raised um just like yesterday or the day before this this idea of Somehow narcissism mm-hmm. has become a, a hot button topic to some degree. Okay. Um, I think particularly about about people in relationships with extreme narcissists. And in my mind, it's extreme because right. it, if it would have to be because if I'm one, it would have to be more extreme than me. But maybe I am that guy is the part that I might be in denial about. Right. I, I don't think I'm 
Yeah. I think I'm, a, I'm probably narcissistic mm. in some regards, but I don't think in any sort of, oh, maybe I am. See, that's the denial. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I'm not sure. That would be, that would, that's the am one. Am I that, in denial about being a narcissist? Now, that's weird. <laughs> that's the one that just like in the past couple of days, I'm like, right. am I in denial about it? And, and am I? You know, it's like, yeah. you know, there's some well, Why do you think you are? Why do you think you are? Like what, um, what characteristics oh God, of a narcissist I don't know. I was are reading some probably a Huff Post thing I, about how to identify one or something. Yeah. I'm like, well, you know, I, I have some it's, of those characteristics right. or many of them, yeah. but, um, you know, some of them don't read to me <laughs> as terrible, right, but that right. might be because I'm a narcissist in denial. But, you know, the one thing, once I came out of my denial about my addictions, mm-hmm. that, that was so important to me was I, I don't want to fool myself. I don't want to, I don't want to, I want to know myself. Mm-hmm. I want to know who I am. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, it, yeah. it, to me, it, it's, it's, I would hate to not see how others perceive me. I want to know myself, you know, I've said this before, mm-hmm. I want to know myself mm-hmm. better than anybody else. Sure. You know, I, I, I think I went through a phase where, you know, I tended to, even, even with something that I thought might be a character flaw, if I wasn't exactly addressing it, I would certainly own it. Like right, I right. know I'm, yeah. I don't know what. I often think that too. Like I think people in recovery and are working a program are much better at, we do a lot of self-analysis. Right. We do a lot of inventories. We do a lot of looking at ourselves because uh, we're just trained that way, mm-hmm. um, more so than the general population. So I think at some point we get, we dig deep into the every nook and cranny of our personalities if we want to stay sober. So I think we're probably better at that than normal mm-hmm. Joe on the street, you know, mm-hmm. that has a little grasp of where our defects lie and where our, it's just more awareness, self-awareness, mm-hmm. right? I, I think. I think so. Way. And I think part of that comes from not using that self-awareness tool, that self-awareness part of your brain for so long mm-hmm. while you're numbing or, it. Yeah, while you're and in so total denial. Take right? it off yep. and, and your you know, your yeah. head gets right again. Yep. And all of a sudden it just, and for me, it just wanted, I, I, I went into overdrive about right. sort of self-analysis and wanting to know Interesting. myself. So you never had one or two before and then all of a sudden you get sober and this is this giant... Mm-hmm. Jo- Quick they, journey that you went on, just well, really intense. Well, it, 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 you know, the wheels were bzzz, yep, yep, when yep. they touched the, you know, the rubber was already mm-hmm. spinning when it hit the road, kind of yep, thing. Yep. And it just and I took off mm-hmm. from out of the gate mm-hmm. when I got sober. Um, it's not that I didn't before. I just think it was super phony and superficial yeah. before. It was like, I mean, it was cringeworthy, angsty, right? Maudlin, dramatic. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. All those just, things that get just, alcoholics. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And um, I, I just didn't want to be that. I wanted to be honest and sincere mm-hmm. and real, and um, you know, not. I didn't want to make myself cringe, much less anyone else. You know, it's like I. So how do you get out of denial? Like, how do you get out of it? Is something like bad? Do you have to wait till a car crash, or is there a way? Like, if you even see, I guess if you're in denial, you don't even know you're in denial, or do you? You know, you do, well, you don't. I mean, to yeah. me, that's that's the that's it, you can't admit it. But I wonder if you know somewhere deep inside. But I don't know. I'm just trying to think. Like, if you're out there and someone's told you, you know, you're an alcoholic or you hurt, because I remember hearing I was an alcoholic before mm-hmm. I admitted it, um, and I was afraid to admit it. And I kept. I wonder if there's a way to facilitate the bottom. You know, mm-hmm. uh, if there's a the yeah. yeah, raise the bottom. Right. Yeah. Just in in sort of you know they say, yeah, I don't know. 
Like we, I did all those tests where they sent me to a bar and said, see if you can drink a beer in an hour. You're kidding. Yeah. So I did all these tests and there was no, in college, I went to see, I went to some, you know, counselor and she's like, oh, I don't know if you're an alcoholic. Maybe you should go try this. Go see if you can go to a bar and sit and drink a beer in an hour, beer in an hour. So I went and I couldn't do it. I could not drink yeah. one beer in an hour. I drank one beer in like three minutes and then had right. 20 beers in an hour. Um, so I failed those miserably, but I, you know, it's like, to that's, be fair, I couldn't drink a glass of water over the course of an hour. It's like, I, that's true. Like, you know, it's like, I would, I'm like, I'm, like really right. a beer in a right. whole hour. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. That, but that was what, that was perfect. Anyway, I just keep, I wonder if there's something like some kind of test that you could do just to, just to see if you're really in denial about a mm-hmm. subject, you know, alcoholism, I guess it's easy. Well, and that's an interesting thought about how to, understand if you're being like something that would help you know if you're not being honest with yourself yeah which just uh, yeah i mean it, it, that's not crazy right isn't no. there something there's not we're not missing yeah yeah i mean i guess that's what therapy yeah <laughs> therapy for your gut um but well and you, here's you know it's interesting so in in looking into mm-hmm. denial I, I found this other research from psychiatry online anyway i'll, I'll put again liner notes people but so in this, the in the abstract, we propose that alcoholic denial is sometimes more of a cognitive failure than an ego defense mechanism, hmm. which is really interesting to wow. me. That it's not that you're just trying to defend yourself yeah. with yeah. just squishy thinking, but it's yeah. literally you can't do the work to figure it out. Wow! Essentially, you know, it's wow. like it, yeah. it's a, a, for it to be a cognitive failure. Yeah. And just saying that it uh, may consist of diminished capacity for insight and the inabil- inability to integrate readily wow. available information so as to draw an obvious conclusion. Wow. Which is just saying you can't even do it. Wow. Like even if, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like you're so Im- Im- impaired yeah. that you're you're not capable of doing the mental work to figure it That's out. That's funny. Which is, well, it's just funny that it's shocking that I couldn't put two and two together about why I kept right. landing in jail. Yeah, and exactly. Which is... <laughs> When you no. said that, I'm I was like, like, I have a total yeah. cognitive failure. Yeah. I literally could not think of that. Right. Regardless, that's funny. Like, well, that makes me feel better. Not quite so crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's it's a powerful, powerful wow. thing. Um, wow. So think about that. So think about that. It is truly getting back to these people. Des- you know, you're in this disease. We've both had it. It's not about our us getting our egos hurt because we can't help them or what we can do. It's about having this total selfless empathy because they literally cannot cannot put two and two together to see that they're Mm -hmm. they have this disease Mm -hmm. right right it's a complete it is the insidious nature of the disease they have no idea they haven't and they have no brain ability Mm -hmm. they couldn't put it together that's crazy it is crazy wow yeah i guess that makes sense yeah i guess so well and then the interesting thing too is is once you have that denial in place you know denial is just a foundation for all sorts of that's funny other craziness well yeah and we both talked about our moment of clarity yeah and those you know coming from that space to this all of a sudden you know complete psychic change where you could see it clearly and you'd never seen it clearly before Mm -hmm. where the cognitive comes back in a flash um and i you know and maybe that's what everybody's on that journey to get out of the denial yeah, I think that's the key. So what else did you have? You had two things you wanted to talk about. Well... Denial was one. And, they, and it's good. Our 10th step, we're going to talk about that in a sec, but that's right. a little bit about denial stuff. So that's good. Yeah, well, enabling. Uh, I didn't really do any any looking into that or reading about mm-hmm. it. Just 
enabling is something I am struggling to understand. Um, I guess I, I never want to be guilty of enabling, in, in, even in my own mind. Yeah. Not not yep. not by anybody else's judgment. Right. Of um, enabling, and mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm trying to define and understand what constitutes uh, enabling right. for myself, right. if nobody else. Right. And uh, you know, I think I think some of it. Um, you know, we we had talked about yeah a little bit in the past couple episodes. Yeah, but to you, yeah, you, you know. and it was almost like by being around right. and not saying anything is that enabling, right? Yeah, I, I don't know if I figured that out. Yeah, um, but in my mind, I think I've been struggling with anything short of being <laughs> being there when uh, someone gets sober and begins their recovery mm-hmm. is enabling. You know what I mean? If, yeah, if I'm yeah. not uh, in in my head, I have to get past the notion that if I'm not actively right. working towards someone else's right. sobriety, that's right. enabling. That, right. That's not, I'm not enabling just because I'm not yes. pushing. Right. Because um, there's nothing to push. Right. There's nothing to push. Right. And I, I know, again, that's probably something that sounds obvious to so many people, but, right. um, you but know. I think, yeah, I think, loads, I think lots of people struggle with how, you know, it's hard to walk that line, right? right. Between what is enabling behavior and what is just getting you know not right right um and you know you can't take someone else's inventory um everyone's recovery or journey is their own uh are you if you're around the person and they're drinking and you don't immediately leave are you enabling them um yeah i don't know those are all tough questions in tough situations right Mm. so i don't know no that is a tough one that is a really that is a tough one i think a lot of people struggle with that i think my mom enabled my sister throughout her entire life and i could see why i could Mm -hmm. see why it's not like i'm mad at my mom for doing it because she had you know very little choices in the matter it's almost like without causing chaos on a daily basis Mm -hmm. you almost like have to keep your life on her personal life on a train and without enabling my sister it would have caused a fight or chaos every day you know yeah versus the choice of I'm going to keep my life on this train and not constantly have this chaos. So I'm going to try to do the thing that I can do mm-hmm. to get through the day for her, which turned out to be totally enabling mm-hmm. by the, any classic sense. Um, whether it was, you know, giving money or just not, you know, basically that's what it was just right. keeping, keeping this person financially solvent so that they would never hit a bottom. Um, and me arguing saying she she's never going to get sober until she hits a bottom so if you continually give her money then you're just enabling her to continue to just get by and never change because why would you versus my mom saying if i don't give her money it's going to be she's going to be at my house causing chaos every day or you know until or whatever that is so it's almost it's a strange so what do you do and it's a mother daughter like Really, you're not going to help your daughter out, right? It's crazy. But for your in your mother's case, I mean, do you think was she in denial, or does it, did everybody? I to... think it, so maybe at the beginning, but I think my my mom was married to my father, who was an alcoholic. Right. I'm an alcoholic. My sister obviously was. I don't think she was about the disease. Um, I think she will. She just didn't have the daily energy to fight with my sister about not giving her mm. giving her money. When, when do you think? Uh, yeah. Do you, when do you think your mom understood 
Or, do, or what's her understanding of alcoholism now? And when do you think she achieved that understanding, wow. whatever it may be? Yeah, I don't, it, it was late in the game. I mean, I think, you know, it's funny because my mom never, I moved out. Mm. So she never saw my fall from grace or anything like, you know, mm-hmm. didn't see my body. I wasn't never home. And I just, so I don't think she ever s- truly saw me at my worst. Um, she saw my sister at her worst. We all did for mm-hmm. years and years and years and years. The whole family did. Um, and I think, I don't know if my mom ever grasped the, the whole situation of what the disease was and how, you know, that part of it. Um, I think she saw its worst effects with just the lying and the, you know, manipulation. Mm-hmm. And that's, basically what my sister was to her for years and so you know and now my sister i'm not sure you know they have a relationship it's tense but mm. they're not in that same world mm. anymore where they are depending on each other for anything so I don't know if my mom ever got that whole thing if there was never a day where she completely understood like oh my god i'm enabling this person to be like this but but i guess also more so from you and, and mm-hmm. your father and she are long since divorced Yes, right. father and she, yeah, 20 years. But, um, and she's remarried, and yeah. Did she ever have to come to an understanding of alcoholism for either, like, you or your father specifically, and say, okay, I get it, and I'll get you guys yeah. back, do Alan on any of that stuff? Yeah, she didn't no. have to go through uh-uh. sort of that uh-uh. because you guys were done. Yeah. Right? You guys did it, and we're done. Yeah, my either by dad was gone by divorce, gone, and right. then I was gone. So she never had to deal with that. Yeah. It's funny. And she just had to kind of watch it with my sister mm-hmm. um, for a long time. And I, I think my sister was addicted to a lot of things. Sure. You know, I don't think it was just alcohol, but she was addicted to drugs and like pain meds and God knows what else, you know, mm-hmm. but a lot of things. She was just an addict, like the mm-hmm. ultimate expression of what an addict is all about. A hurricane, mm-hmm. a whirlwind. Every time she was around, it was just this, you know, just mm-hmm. the classic. And it's, it's still kind of like that, although I think she's might be in the best space she's been in, but has never gotten sober, mm-hmm. never gotten sober. Right. Um, that's sort of just gotten it beaten out of her over the years. So she's kind of found, found a way to get by. Um, so yeah, it's, but just having watched that for 20 years, this enabling behavior, it's like, yeah. Oh my gosh. And I guess there's a little denial. You don't want to, you don't, I don't think parents want to hear that about their kids. No. Don't care who you are. No. You just do not want to hear that, that your kid's an addict. Yeah, I mean, so I that's easy do. for uh, a parent to just not deal with that, right? Mm-hmm. Just to not really ever deal with that, or right, not deal with it in the most healthy way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to deal with it in a way that right sort of enables and yeah. enables and yep, yep, yeah, um, yeah. It's interesting, you know. That's tough for me. Um, you know, when I when I hear those stories and you talk about sort of money mm-hmm. being essentially yeah thrown at your yeah. sister to yeah. sort of get her by. Yeah, just get her by. You know, I, I think, um, you know, when I was at home, neither of my sides of my family really had much money. And after mm-hmm. I left mm-hmm. home, more so. Mm-hmm. And I, I think uh, I think to some degree, not out of, like nobody ever. I, I mean, I've said this before. I was never in danger of an intervention just because right. the, there wasn't that perspective right. on my behavior that it was because mm-hmm. I'm certain that nobody thought it was because of alcohol and drugs. That right. just that I don't know what that I was going through an extended angsty, stupid right. adolescence. You know, until I was thirty. Right. <laughs> right. You know. Right. And. Uh, um, but to some degree, 
uh, you know, I think money might have sort of been thrown at, at you it without knowing right. what else to do, maybe. Yeah. Um, to try and to try to help. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not diminishing it. Yeah. Uh, that. There's, you know, love and compassion, yep, all that yep, behind yep. it, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, but also, um, you know, it's like if you don't know, it's sort of like you can treat something without knowing what you're treating, you know, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Yeah. It's like they didn't recognize what the specific issue was, right, right. but were treating something, right, right. just weren't sure what. Yeah, I um, think that's fair. To use some sort of weird medical analogy. Yeah. Um, but, but it's funny, would, what would you do? Would you... Like if you knew what you knew now, and knowing that this loved one has to hit bottom, right? But but you but they're gonna go live on the street, or mm-hmm. that's your fear. Mm-hmm. Like if I don't give them this money, they're gonna get thrown out mm-hmm. of their house. And they're gonna go live on the street. But if I give them this money, chances are they're not gonna pay their mortgage, and they're gonna go buy drugs with it. And we're gonna be in the same place next month. But you don't know that. You know you're facing with this. I'm gonna have to. Make this decision. That's pretty much the decision my mom was in almost every No, month. I know. It's, I mean, it is like. So what do you tough. do, right? Like, oh, man. I'm glad I wasn't in that. Yeah. And it's funny. Me in recovery, I probably wouldn't give them the money and watch them get thrown out of their house, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right? And just let them figure it out. With your kids. Well, I, and I don't know. Like, God, it's going to be my kid, so it's my kid. And and he's he's an addict, let's say. Mm-hmm. And he's about to get thrown out of his house. Mm-hmm. And he's telling me this, mm. and I I believe him. <laughs> I can see the mortgage letters or mm. whatever, or the apartment letters. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go live on the street, or I'm, you're going to pay my mortgage. And knowing that I'm going to give this, you know, I can pay the mortgage directly mm-hmm. or whatever. But still, I'm enabling right. him not to change. Right. I'm enabling right. that just to continue. It doesn't. It's never going to get fixed if someone's just letting you live in that space mm. that you're in. And that's the truth, right. right? There's no reason for you to get sober. There's no reason for you to make a move on that. If someone's letting you just kind of be where you are, having said that, like you're going mm. <laughs> to get kicked out. I don't know. That's tough. It is tough. In my case, I, I think I was being enabled. Just yeah. I didn't have the words. Yeah. I didn't have the understanding at yeah. that point. I didn't understand I was... But they had no idea. But they had they no would, idea, but there was no enabling, idea. but yeah. unknowing yeah. I was being enabled. Yeah. yeah. Um, funded, you know, right. much of my... Right. And you didn't take the money and buy your rent. No. Well, I mean, <laughs> I suppose I... Did. Yeah, some of it. Yeah. But you, yeah. <clears throat> so. Uh, yeah, but I don't think you're enabling. I think... Yes, no. Yeah, I, don't, no I, you know, I don't think you're enabling. Yeah. I just wanted to clear my head as I move past that too and help because I mean denial and enabling are two sort of you know they're two aspects of active addiction that aren't always in the addict's hands or control you know what I mean Mm -hmm. Um, if if it's denial of the enabler that's sort of the the team for all their best intentions the team sort of like not working on your side yeah. is, is is larger. Yeah. That was a terrible explanation. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I totally get it. Like the unknowing enabler. Right. Yeah. Right. What else? You want to do step 10? Step 10. So temp, step 10 is a big one. Oh, well, good. So if, if the first three steps were, you kind of group them into the first three steps, then the next uh, four through nine, 
So it's kind of like you give up in the first three mm-hmm. steps, your surrender, then you clean up in the next four steps, which is your clean up your past. And then 10, 11, 12 are the live up steps. So they're kind of the, the three steps that tell you how to live on a daily basis. These are the things you should be doing on a daily basis. So okay. you work through these nine steps once, or as we talked about, maybe every time you get a new sponsor, just to kind of touch base with them. Um, but once you kind of worked one through nine, one time, yeah. you, that's really, you can be done with them. Okay. You don't, you don't have to go back to them again. You never slip, you know, you just, you continue on with 10, 11, 12, and they're the, they're the kind of the steps you work every day. So the first one is continue to take personal inventory. And when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. And so it's kind of a, a four, five, six, six, seven, eight, nine, all in one step. It's this whole idea of every day you're going to at night or in the morning and, and the formal way to work these when you're new, just to start to get you to think about this. And then the longer you have in sobriety, you don't have to think this because you constantly, it just becomes part of who you are. Before you go to bed, think about your day, reflect, see if there is anyone you were an asshole to. Is there anyone you now have a resentment towards? Mm-hmm. Is there anything going on? Check in with yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Again, so it's about knowing yourself yeah, better exactly. than anyone else. Totally. Well, that's interesting. And getting out of that. denial and <laughs> yeah. not letting denial get right. too much into your heart. I love it. Every day you're going to take a reflection on this. And when mm-hmm. you first get in, you know, you bring, I brought a ton of baggage yeah. in with me, right? Yeah. So this is, this was, and this is a constant step. And a lot of my troubles recently, or, you know, in the past has just been anger. When, yeah. when was I too angry that day? Got pissy with someone or whatever. And then if we were wrong, Go apologize. Go admit it right then, promptly. Hmm. So it's it's doing that. And so that's the tenth step. And if and in any way that we need to mm-hmm. make up to anyone, we promptly do it. So that's sort of the uh, daily inventory. Hmm. Just this constant daily inventory. So nothing builds up. No resentments build up. No anger builds up. And if we were wrong, we promptly admit it. So that's kind of it's a good step that we're talking about tonight. It is sort good. of really making sure denial doesn't creep back right. in. Right. Yeah, and it, it, you're right. It, I mean, it plays a, a part in in so many um, aspects of our lives too. Not just mm-hmm. our addictions, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. I mean, you brought that up earlier. You can be de- in denial about so many aspects of yourself mm-hmm. or your behaviors. Yep. I know I had come out of denial, and it's only been relatively recently mm-hmm. since I've been out of work mm-hmm. about my resentments mm-hmm. about um, resenting others success okay because of some perceived lack of right in myself somehow right right, right. um or just yeah you know any of w- any. which is just the the biggest waste of energy <laughs> right in in the you know and yeah. i you know again <laughs> right. all my epiphanies are, are late but i'm getting there <laughs> um and uh i've just really that's the one where um you want to talk about sort of daily or at least weekly basis where mm-hmm. I check myself. I'm like, let that go. Yeah. You know, don't, who, you know, who cares? Yeah, you know, yeah, celebrate yeah, yeah. it, be happy for somebody's success. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I am, I mean, it's, it's, it's not as ex- that, that extreme now, but right. um, I definitely getting out of. Yeah. But, and that was a part of your dark period. That was a part of my dark period. Yeah. And uh, yeah. all the things you tell yourself in your head about less than compare people, right. all that stuff. And right? so, and so, right. And the thing is when you start comparing yourselves to other, you know, somebody Somebody doesn't have to lose for somebody else to win. Absolutely. So I don't have, for me to feel good about myself, I don't right. have to feel bad about somebody else, right? right. It's like, right. I, don't, I don't have to be like... Um, right. So do you think that was your core problem 
or your core issue during your dark times at work? Uh, was it a resentment? No. I was just thought it was resentment a resentment was a against s- idiots that you worked with. Well, no, no, no. That, 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 that was like, that's like a symptom. That's like a, a manifestation. Yes. And nobody's an, nobody's an idiot. No one's an idiot, um, not on the show, but you're right. Sometimes but, they're at work. Uh, no. No, they're not. No, the, my, my challenge was my, my sense of self-worth yeah. that I had... And my ego, that somehow had been, I, I, I hadn't kept it in check. I hadn't, I hadn't paid attention to myself, right. you know, who I was, and it had, you know, much like with an addiction, my tolerance for, um, you know, praise and success mm-hmm. and all these things had had grown so large that I, I needed more of that. When it stops coming, you start going, where, you know, where is it? Why, mm-hmm. you know, why? Whatever, right? And you know, to some degree, I started. I think then measuring it uh, also in dollars, mm-hmm. quite frankly. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was a huge problem, just because it's a terrible way to measure your self worth. <laughs> just right. a terrible way to measure it. Right. Um, and uh, so these were all the things that caused this, and then to a large, yeah. But those those were all sort of symptoms. But the thing was my yeah. my sense of self worth, yeah. and I and I was I was I stopped understanding how best to define it and support it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, you know, it's sort of, you know, you're lashing out mm-hmm. to a large degree. Yeah. And in a just sort of very, I don't know, you'd have to tell me. It was ugly. It wasn't like, I think it was ugly in retrospect. Yeah. It wasn't very nice. No, yeah, you <laughs> right. had a, it was a, yeah, it was a rough go. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. And, uh, you know, in retrospect, it's, uh, yeah, not, yeah, it, it just it was not awesome. It wasn't yeah, pleasant no. for me or I'm sure anyone else that yeah. had to deal with me. Certainly not you at points. Um, and, but, but it was, yeah, it's good that you, but you found that self-awareness, did that, you know, at some point, did this inventory. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, and that's what I did. You want to talk yeah. about knowing thyself, which, yeah. and, and trying to be more, Aware. So step ten is about doing this. What was it? Do it regular every, day. every yeah. day. It says every day. I think the best way to start doing it, like, is to do it at night, and just sort of the. I I still go through my day, still. You know, just mm-hmm. think, and I, and I always have lots. Of my stuff is just, yeah. And I still have lots of times where it's like mm-hmm. I gotta go. I gotta go say I'm sorry to that guy mm-hmm. today all the time, um, just for a snippy comment. Mm-hmm. You know, just just general. Just not being a loving, supportive guy mm-hmm. that a leader that they tell me mm-hmm. to be, or kids, wife, right. family, spot, you know, all kinds of things where you're just like, I wasn't, I, I yeah, I might need to clean that up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's just sort of going through a, and then the other big one is, what resentments do I have today? Right. Those are the ones that sneak up on you because it's easy to see where you, you know, had were kind of a dick and to, mm-hmm. to go clean it up. But this, there's lots of resentments that are subtle that they'll start to play in your mind. Mm-hmm. And for me, they manifest themselves in future conversations that I'm having with someone about an issue that I think we're going to fight about. Mm-hmm. And I'm having this conversation in my head, and it ha- the conversation hasn't happened yet because mm-hmm. it's sometime in the future. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting really pissed at this person for a conversation that I'm having in my head that has not yet happened. And I'm that, and I'm like, oh, I have this resentment. Mm. So to me, that is where I'm like, ah, I got a resentment against mm. this person. Mm-hmm. And so those are the things that you need. So nothing's happened yet, right? 
But before I do go and yell at someone right. tomorrow for right. something that hasn't happened, that's the that's the ultimate tenth step. I need to let this thing go mm-hmm. right now, right? I need to let this go to my high exactly. power right now because it doesn't exist yet. And right, and those oh god, crazy. those are the worst. Those those projecting those right. those anxieties are just yeah where, where you're like. <laughs> you're sure somebody in your head somebody's calling you a dick and you're calling right. them an asshole and it's like it hasn't even happened yet right. it's like has not does even not happened yet yeah <laughs> um, yeah and, and the, yeah so that's that is my inventory every day okay. pretty much stuff like that so but it's a good practice it is a good practice good and practice I, to put in there and uh it, it absolutely is um and, and like i said i think i'm kind of uh, and again, i think you, and it's funny because the more you the more we talk about your non-recovery recovery yeah. you have lots of these tools i think you have this tool yeah that you've used yeah. lots of times and you know it is about that self-awareness and and mm-hmm. continually checking in on itself so that's funny is constant self-awareness and you remember that david foster Wallace quote i had in my uh, powerpoint or something mm-hmm. about how we are very good at at uh constantly thinking of ourselves or obsessively thinking right. of ourselves this disease and then there's this 10 step and lots of self a lot of stuff and then there's this idea of being narcissistic and it's funny that the two can get confused right. i think i can see how i'm confused by that because it's a lot of thinking about yourself and isn't that inherently exactly. what narcissism is right. so then and and a lot of the disease is trying to get away from the bondage of self right and right. to not think about yourself so much a lot of the day to day operation of what what a is and we'll get to the 12 step is serving others right which in in many ways is what this is yeah all right and what uh you know trying to help others and whatever but it's interesting how you, i think you can get it confused yeah that's an excellent point that is a really good point and i think you know i've i've read again like uh you know on the recovery recovery friendly web mm-hmm. in various places just about how that can be a challenge about concerns about um yeah if thinking right. so much right. about yourself or or anything to some you know to some degree right. uh, about yourself can uh, be considered uh you know feeding the ego mm-hmm. um, yeah but yeah so it's a challenge yeah <laughs> it's a it challenge is. yeah but i wonder yeah. if that's why, like when you were thinking you're narcissistic if that's from that and it's not that to some degree, I wish I could find the thing about like character. I, I, I always I have so much stuff I save that I have to go back through and find it before right. I pull it up. And I had some so Freddy, but um, yeah, I, I mean, there are some things legitimately though that are I'll, I'll find it mm-hmm. um, that I'm like, well, I you know I do. Yeah, the HuffPost twenty questions. Are you a narcissist? You can answer six, and you're right there. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I may be into that. All right. Find out. That'll be next episode. Perfect. Um, Okay. Okay. So do we do it? Yeah. That's it. That's that's it.
We'll be right back. 